Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we crossed to the States where we were joined by a prof, Eric Nauman. Uh, it's a serious story, actually. He's been doing research into footballs and feels a little bit of pressure out of every football uh, could help with uh, head injuries and lots more besides. Yeah, he was so a good boffin because he, he was explained it he to did. the common man, I He me. did. It was uh, in layman's terms. Mm. Adam Jamili joined us, Team GB uh, sprinter. Uh, he was on good form, telling us how he's building up for the Olympics, talked a bit of football. And uh, we had a birthday spread, another thrilling birthday yeah, spread. Yeah, we can't give it away, but wow. We can't, but yeah, it was a corker. Uh, so it's all that. We had a chat about various things. You got involved. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Uh, yeah, well, you mentioned there, Robbie Brady, didn't you? I mean, because you... Poor, you, lad. Yeah. yeah, you really sold me Burnley Fulham. You sort of whipped me yeah. up into a frenzy. That's why I was still so excited I at, when I came on the microphone today. Mm. And I think the first half, I, I don't think anything happened. No. <laughs> I was watching it, you know, and I, I did take little notes as well, you know, because I'm thinking about the show. And I had written nothing down. Mm. And I thought, I don't think anything happened at all. And, that, and it was a interesting, of wasn't shots, it? but not yeah. much. Oh, there was that it? volley that... Because yeah. Sky said, you know, this stunning volley would have gone in if it hadn't gone straight at the keeper. And you're like, well, okay, yeah, yeah he hit it well, yeah. didn't he? But it wasn't... It he, wasn't, he just had to jump slightly, exactly. didn't he, really? I mean, it was, was it? it was quite extraordinary. To have so little happen, yeah. with so many human beings involved, all sort of putting in quite a lot of effort, in terms of work put in yeah. to what we all got out of it. And it, I thought it was quite interesting that it was... The, you know, yesterday afternoon we heard that, and rightly so, all the games will be on TV while they can't have fans in stadiums. That was the first 45 minutes they served us, just to remind us, this is what you're going to get. Every single second of this will be live on television. <laughs> I suppose the five minutes after halftime was slightly better, but it was a bit of a shower we, that game. And we saw a great example of how sometimes a bad first touch can be better than a good first touch. Yeah, brilliant. Ashley Barnes, because... The, the Ariel is expecting a good first. You know, he's played for PSG and all that. He's expecting a good first touch. <laughs> it's a lovely ball in by uh, uh, Rodriguez, wasn't it? And it's because it, it, it's such a bad first touch. He sends him for a cup of tea, doesn't he, Ariel? And he's gone. <laughs> and that allows Ashley Barnes just to sweep in because the keeper's wrong footed. He's expecting better. Yeah, so well it, done, Ashley. Exactly. You fooled everybody. If anything, he respected Ashley Barnes too much. Yeah, he did. He? In that I think moment. He did. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I thought and he was in training with, with Mbappe and Neymar again. <laughs> Um, uh, I mean, is there anything more we can say about Manchester City? I'm not sure there is. I, no. I thought Everton, I thought Everton played quite well yeah, yeah. last night. I thought they were quite good. I thought they did the right things. They got back into the game. They showed a bit of intent. But there's just something. I mean, City are 
ruthless and merciless and that Mahrez fin- finish was they got so many good players as well yeah. you just sort of forget about forget about Riyad Mahrez he's quite a good player and De Bruyne coming on as well tremendous yeah. yes, 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 to cheer everybody up sign. I yeah. did notice that um, obviously the Amazon coverage had Ali McCoy which is we love yeah. Ali McCoy he's friendly yeah. not just saying that as a company man I think he's pretty much yeah. top of the tree in terms of co-commentators that I like because he appears to be happy to be there yeah. for a start he's like he's pleased to have got the call and he's there and he's enjoying the game of football so when there's a wonderful t- you know Mahrez brought a ball out of the sky and yeah. you just hear Ali going but but on the European coverage on BT you can hear the, them fizzing the ball about they've got microphones nearer the ball mm. and you couldn't hear like Pickford strikes a ball beautifully but you couldn't really hear him ping that ball but yeah. on, the, on the Champions League coverage you can really hear them zipping it about and you can hear it when Haaland... Oh, yeah. What a player. That was uh, the old one-two with um, Sancho. was yeah. good, wasn't it? Very, very... Uh, you know, bit of a shock, wasn't it? And I wasn't having the penalty on uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. He was on his way down. He was railing, wasn't it, at the end? He was going mad at the ref, but, you know, he was he was on his way down. He was looking for it and never a pen for me, you, John. No, no. I've seen him given, though, Clive. <clears throat> but, yeah. Brian, at the end of the day, Jeff, I, yeah. I think you're right. It wasn't yeah. a penalty. Um, I've done some research on RZ Pellet. RZ Pellets whack for you. Okay, good. Um, do you want to know about them? Go on then, yeah. RZ Pellets, uh, uh, they, they sponsor Wolfsburger. That's why they're called RZ Pellets. Uh, according to their website in 2014, RZ Pellets is something of a pioneer in the Austrian pellet industry. Oh, wow. You know, they're celebrating a decade of pellet production. The company has grown to become mm. the largest producer in Austria, wow. accounting for almost one third of the national output of pellets. What, what kind Austria. of pellets are they? Are they for a, a sort of a, I, I don't know, a, air gun? You're, or? Not, you're not the first person to ask me that question today. <laughs> I still don't have that details. I can tell you. Um, that's not all, though. RZ Pellets GmbH has wood processing operations, right. runs 10 heat plants in Austria, some with power generation. The company has four pellet production sites strategically located around Austria. Oh, this is great news. A total combined annual capacity in the region of 250,000 to 280,000 pellets. It's not a factory team, is it? It's not like um, uh, Hans, who did, just, did, just did Knights, has to turn out uh, against Tottenham tonight. No, I don't think, no they have, a, on, on the production line, uh, uh, they have up to five people on the line at any one point okay, in right. the pellet factory, but I don't believe, I don't think any, uh, <clears throat> well, I don't know what a professional pellet man is, a, pelleter, a pelleteer? Peloton, they have the uh, peloton, uh, Right, well, they yeah. do have the peloton, yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. We'll find out about <laughs> all of the sides playing the British clubs uh, in the Europa League from Lars Sivertson a little bit later on. Um, Robbie Brady, um, yeah, if you, in case you didn't see the game, didn't have the, came on as a sub, didn't have the greatest cameo, did he? 25 minutes, should have cleared one off the line, sort of... Bit of a, he just sort of caught the top of it, and he would have been caught behind normally. <laughs> he was leaning back, top of the he bat, was leaning yeah, yeah, back. leaning back. Um, should have scored maybe with a, a chance. Got booked, could have been sent off, and then was off the field after 25 minutes. Sean Dyche says he's, he's got a bit of an Achilles problem, but I wonder if he's just trying to spare him the indignity. As soon as he came on, he came on yeah. sort of smiling. He was happy yeah. to be on. Mm. And the first thing he did was just take the ball out of play. Yeah. And then it just sort of didn't, it didn't carry. He's a good player. Obviously, mm, everyone well, yeah. has a bad 25 minutes. Of course they do. He didn't look that upset to be taken off either. He, just, <laughs> he was sort of quite nonplussed by the whole thing. Perhaps he thought, this game, I don't want to be... Watching this game is bad enough. I don't want to be playing in it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. You're telling us about those Robbie Brady uh, matches you had with 25-minute cameo when it all went wrong for Robbie last night for Burnley. Um, this is from uh, Shaftesbury uh, Owen. He says, um, came, came drunk late to a Saturday league game, came on 2-1 down at 32 minutes, took myself off at 37 minutes after scoring a hat-trick. 
That's, that's quite impressive, isn't it? He's just showing off now. Yeah, we don't want that. AJ says, standard under-13 games kicked off. The recommended tactic, of course, many Premier League players, uh, teams do it. You know, lay it back to the centre mid, hoof it up the park. Opposition player closed me down, broke four metatarsals with my first kick. Seven seconds I was on the pitch for, <laughs> says AJ. That's Very fantastic, good. yeah. They're the ones we want, not the showing off. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Football, of course is hopefully doing everything it can to minimise the risk of head injuries, uh, the possibilities of dementia in later life and indeed brain injuries in later life. We've seen many high-profile cases that we will uh, know about, sadly, uh, and this is a situation that's ongoing. And it's not surprising that the boffins have turned their hand to try and find answers to stop this happening. Uh, that's certainly true of B- Purdue University in Indiana, who think they may have something for us, which is, uh, on the face of it, slightly softer balls, mm-hmm. slightly less pressure in the balls, which does throw up a number of questions, which we'll now put to uh, Eric Nowen, who's the Professor of Mechanical Engineering at Purdue. Good afternoon, Eric. Hi, how are you? Glad well, good, to be here. thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I, I, I would imagine that the first question people ask is that no one wants to play with a soft ball, but I think it's fair to say that's not what you're saying, is it? No, no, just just a little, little pressure, release a little bit of the pressure back down to, if you look at the ball, what the manufacturer says there's a discrepancy between what fifa allows or that or for our our teams the ncaa and what the manufacturers put on the actual ball so you can max out the the manufacturer's ball pressure and you'll be still way below what fifa and the ncaa recommend because that's the key isn't it i mean a ball has to be if a ball's flat you know everyone's played in a game where they just take it to the ref and go we can't play on with this what what you're suggesting is so minute that you know the players wouldn't notice they the the good players will notice but they'll they'll get used to it quickly you know it's not it's not that big of a deal and it takes 20 to 25 percent off the peak force which is a huge amount when you look at the the defenders heading those goal kicks back yeah, I was going to ask you. I mean, so you've how did you sort of test for this? I mean, how, what sort of process did you go through as an experiment to see the, the the difference that it made with the balls having slightly less pressure in them? Yeah, we we uh, we started off. We've been studying this for for ten years in American football and uh, and our soccer players here, and we saw that the the thing that got us into this was just the fact that we were looking at women's soccer. And I kind of chauvinistically thought that those head impacts would be much less than American football. And it turns out they were the same, same distribution, same range, same, same peak values. So we started looking at the ball and essentially we set up a, a, a very elegant set of sensors. And then we had some, some former soccer players for you know, high school and, and college soccer players just kick the sin out of the ball right into the sensors. And, uh, you know, we, we tracked the, the speed as it went in. We had measured the pressure, the diameter. We even had one of these, uh, what they call size 4.5 balls, just to see what, because we didn't know what the main effect was. And then, so we had to do all these experiments, I think a few, almost a thousand kicks. And, uh, and then when we analyzed the data, it all fit perfectly on the, on the predicted curve. It was, uh, it was kind of amazing. You say the top pros would maybe notice the difference. I mean, have you done any research into how the ball sort of flies, if it moves in the air differently or, or it affects control at, at elite level, for example, or, or not? That, that we haven't done with any, any of the, the real elite players. The, there, is, there does seem to be a little bit better handle, you know, better, uh, better touch control. Um, and it's not going to go quite as fast, but 
you know, for those of us that appreciate the midfielders, it actually works out pretty well. Mm. Uh, another part of this was water absorption and, and yeah. the impact that has. Explain how you tested that and, and what the results were. We, uh, uh, we, we had a big sink. And we submerged the ball. And, uh, Very technical. And it, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, I, we had a stopwatch there. And, and it was actually a little tricky just to keep them in the water, you know, just, uh, but having seen that, that one's kind of an obvious one. We knew going in that that would be a big deal. Um, and it only takes about 10 or 15 minutes for the ball to get water in a heavy rain for the ball to get waterlogged to the point where you've added so much mass that if somebody does kick it hard, and you're in the way, that's a brutal, brutal hit. Well, um, most people, though, Eric, would, would be listening to this thinking, well, surely the kind of ultra-modern, the state-of-the-art footballs now don't absorb water in the same way the old footballs did, which has been a conversation a lot of people have had. They seem to think this is something that only happened when the balls did retain lots of water in the 50s and 60s, and that doesn't happen now because of the technology involved in the balls. But you say it, it, they do retain water. They, they do retain water and it's, it's at least enough water. You know, it, it isn't the, the old leather balls that, that actually, you know, double or triple in mass, but it doesn't actually take that much to, uh, to make the, to turn that ball into a weapon. You know, if you have high pressure and it's waterlogged, then, uh, then you've just kind of pushed it to the point where it, it it's becoming dangerous. Um, a lot of, people listen to this are amateur, keen amateur footballers and I know you know amateur players don't train all the time they don't head the ball as much mm. and the ball may not be moving around quite as fast but like would you would you recommend you know amateur footballers to think about how pumped up a ball is and also you know you just leave all the spare footballs by the side of the pitch you don't stick them yeah. in a bag you know if it's raining to like change the ball are they are they good ideas for amateur footballers I think I think letting the little pressure out is is great and uh uh, I think everybody should be doing that from, from the eight year olds all the way up and uh, definitely bring, bring extra balls, cover them up, make sure you've got, you can throw another one out there every 10 minutes or so. Just, I, you know, from my perspective that there's plenty of soccer balls out there. It's easy enough to do. I'm not, you know, not asking people to, to change any rules or anything like that, but what we saw that, and it did surprise us was that a few of these little steps and suddenly you, you've taken 25%, in some cases up to 40% of the impact force off the ball. And from what we found, there's kind of a threshold right around 50 Gs. If you can keep those headers under 50 Gs, you're not going to do that much damage, right? Your body can keep up with it. Your brain can heal it. But once you start going over 50 Gs, you start to accumulate damage that the body just can't repair. Uh, are any of you know professional bodies, FIFA, UEFA, MLS, whoever, listening to you? We just sent our paper to the Big Ten, so we're kind of starting starting small, kind of going out from Purdue out to to the conference, and uh, and then seeing what happens. But they're actually worried right now because of COVID. They shifted the soccer season to a winter sport, and uh, and at least in Indiana, that means that some of those balls are going to be frozen. And so mm -hmm. they're, they're going to be much, much harder even. So we're trying to, you know, we, we didn't have a big uh, walk-in freezer or anything, so we didn't do that experiment. Mm -hmm. But freezing the ball is probably even worse than, than letting it get waterlogged. 
Interesting, Eric. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Thanks, wish you well with that. Thanks very much. Take care. Thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. On uh, bad cameos, Jamie says, once played at the local Fijian village at rugby on the island we were cohabiting. Uh, We were royally thrashed. The highlight was me kicking directly into touch and through the thatched burr, which is a hut roof of the village leader. (laughs) (laughs) Dear me. That's a great effort, Jamie. Yeah, we're doing this because uh, poor Robbie Brady last night, a little 25-minute cameo before he was taken off with apparently an injury. Um, But in it, Mr Chance got booked, failed to clear one off the line. It was just, it happens. He had a bit of a mare, didn't he? 25-minute mare. So we're looking for uh, cameos. I uh, once came on as a sub in a parents versus kids match at my brother's uh, Sunday league team. I wasn't even a parent. Anyway, came on with 10 minutes left, scored one goal, scored two own goals, and then two-footed my brother, giving away a penalty, (laughs) and was then taken (laughs) off, says Jack the West Ham fan. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This one's really tickled me. Clive says, I came on as a substitute wicketkeeper. Punched on the gloves, as you do, gave the obligatory, come on, lads, spread out, call to arms. I dipped behind the stumps and got severe sciatica. I I couldn't couldn't straighten up again. I was led off the field in much the same. (laughs) So he he was taken off in the crouch position. It must have looked like Bielsa on the move. It's like the same way you walk, you walk a chimp. <laughs> it's a lovely idea. You like that idea, do you? You caught me, yeah. Because you can oh, yeah, see I the movement of one leg moving in front of the other. A bit like, that's the indignity, because it's a long way from the middle of a cricket field, isn't it? Back, back to the old pavilion if you're being walked off like a chimp. I'm not sure why that's caught me quite that much, but it no, really has. It, uh, yeah. I've got a couple of hobbies for you, Paul. Have you really? What you things I should hobbies? try? Yeah, have, you ever okay. done, have you ever tried gong bang? <laughs> no, I, I, th- I think I'd know. Um, what is it? It is uh, uh, an online genre 
unedited footage of people studying quietly, often for up to 12 hours. Wow. Uh, Gongbang is uh, uh, the two words from Korea put together of Gongbu and Bang Son, the Korean for study broadcast. But it's spreading across the world, apparently. The popular videos rack up hundreds of thousands of views. Mm. So you can watch somebody studying for uh, tw- up to 12 hours. I mean, look, there are times I go through Netflix and Prime and can't find anything. <laughs> but I don't think I'm ever going to get to that stage. So not uh, gongbang. What about salvage hunting? Joe Gray, this is in the Star today. Yeah. Uh, he rides a sea mine like an 80s space hopper. Right. Joe found the mine on a beach and rolled it home. It's an enormous thing. He had to hand... He was uh, forced to hand it back to the Navy, which seems like the best place yeah. for it. But he just says... Uh, it's been decommissioned, does it? I take it. It's not... Uh, well, I mean, yeah. It's a terrible way to go with that grin on your face <laughs> it would be He's wasn't it? on the mine like I a used a bomb as a space that's the Darwin award winner isn't it I used a bomb as a have space have you ever hopper. used a bomb as a space hopper 8717 yeah. um, congratulations to Mark Robinson got the Wimbledon job full time yesterday mm-hmm. is that an interesting route oh, into right. the world okay of uh, football management. I mean, everybody has their own roots. Some people are top players and they become coaches. Other people end up, you know, like, like Jose, working with the late, great Bobby Robson, uh, you know, effectively being his kind of right-hand man and translator, working his way into coaching. Mark um, used to collect royalties for musicians in South London and owned a kid's soft play centre in Ellsfield. Oh, right. Not the traditional no, route. No, I think. it isn't. I, I've got, although Carlo Ancelotti did have his own soft play uh, area, I think, just outside Milan <laughs> for a short time. <laughs> uh, almost almost certainly not the, true. The same yeah, thing. As Rhinus, well. Rhinus Michaels and his uh, and his uh, yeah crazy cavern for the kids. Would Marvelous. you like to know the most loved up uh, uh, cities in Britain? In what context? Uh, according to research from a flower delivery company, ranked yeah. a score based on the number of marriages, births, searches for date nights, engagement rings and flower deliveries. At one is Bristol. Uh, in second place, Reading. And Liverpool uh, Liverpool had the most searches for engagement rings. And Portsmouth has the most marriages and civil partnerships. They're the Champions League places. Manchester in the Europa League, along with Bournemouth and Newcastle-upon-Tyne in seventh. Thanks for bringing us that. That's, that's um, OK. Last night, Mansfield were beaten by Bolton at home. Oh, yeah. Great last 20 minutes, wasn't it? Did you watch it? I did you manage to watch every game, Max? <laughs> no, no, I yeah, You watched the last I, 20 minutes of I, that game. I, I, I watched the highlight. I saw the score. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because Cambridge are top of League Two. Right. Um, I, I'm not really sure where most of the teams are in League Two. So I see mm. the result and I think, is that good for us or not good for us? Yeah. So I had a little check and then I, I noticed it and then it, it just came on my Twitter feed. I was doom scrolling about all the terrible things in the world and that was a nice little, it was a little palate well, look, cleanser the, the for The Mansfield me. manager, Nigel Clough, I think it's fair to say, didn't take the defeat massively well. Oh, he was he? asked after the game um, what had uh, happened to end their eight-game unbeaten run. He said, we know exactly why we didn't win. They scored a fluke, then a scrappy own goal, which got them back into the game. And they were never in it in the second half. Our second goal was a lovely move and should have been enough to win us the game. The biggest disappointment was allowing them a winner. So, <laughs> nice. Well, he was going on the Marseille uh, owner's route, wasn't he? Their second goal was so good, it yeah. should have been worth more. And then they'd have been fine. But actually, the winner was quite a good hit from outside the box. Yeah. Did you tell me about Depop, Paul, a while back? I think you told me about Depop. It's where you can this buy... Sale. Yeah, yeah, you can buy things. You can buy... Yeah, we, we talked about it because um, Andy Carroll and his missus put a load of they did. items on Depop to yes. sell. It's kind of expensive gear, isn't it? Apparently? Well, some of it's expensive, but the latest craze is crisps dipped in plastic are being sold as earrings on Depop. Where'd the- you find this rock? <laughs> 
thought Andy could only unearth gold like this. But Andy has passed the Daily Star baton to me. Seven pounds. Depop insists there's no smell. Well, oh, there that's we good are. to know. There we are. Well, look, thanks, Max. Hey, any time. Do, do, do you want fly tipping that can be seen from space? Um, Fat seagulls <clears throat> in Bahrain? Maybe. <laughs> what a band they were. Tonight's session from Fat Seagulls in Bahrain. And from Manchester. No, you're not, I'm not saying that. I'm not going to finish that bit. So, um, where were we? Uh, we're going to talk to Adam Jamili in a few moments' okay. time. We look forward uh, to doing that. Just before we do, the vagaries of iFollow. I know you are on iFollow quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching Cambridge every week in, uh, week out. Bumble was watching Accrington last night, and right. he tweeted out um, very off-putting anybody else got two commentators talking at once on iFollow and uh, <laughs> oh, no. Nick who was obviously watching the same game said I've got the Stanley visual but the commentary of Blackburn versus Barnsley <laughs> the best How we had confusing the, the, the best like we torture. had was Stevenage away I think uh, for the first 20 <clears throat> minutes we just had some lad doing drive time on BBC <laughs> BBC Three Counties he was just saying and here's Genesis and then you just had five minutes you of, have invisible of, touch of Phil Collins while be great, the game was, it? actually it was, sort of, it was slightly better what I have noticed from my followers there's sort of local commentators mm. and you know, some of them are very good, some of them not, you know, there's a, there's a wide variety yeah. of them. But for so many years, no one's been able to see what they're commentating on. So it doesn't matter if they make any mistakes. Yeah. And now they say, well, that was a definite foul there. And you're like, you didn't touch him. Yeah. He's just seen so many. That wasn't a f- and they say, well, they've been really on. So they're they taking all- a local radio commentary. Yeah, and they're yeah. obviously so biased. Mm. So I mean, it was one game, I think Salford did hammer Cambridge in the end. But the first sort of 10 minutes, they were like, oh, they're, they're all over them. I was like, well, they're not. I mean, no one. The game hasn't settled, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Now, Max, did you realise that 12.5 million people say they've experienced a lockdown light bulb saving moment in the uh, savings moment? Not saving a light bulb. That that that'd be weird. <laughs> savings moment. Uh, moments with their savings in the last year. Those, of course, who've, who've kept their jobs, and you know, not everybody has sadly, but those that have. Do you want me to say I didn't know or do you want me to say I did know because I had the same piece of paper that you were given? You can be non-committal. <laughs> okay, fine. Because you're not here to stand that up. No, I'm not. But thankfully, someone who is initially anyway is uh, Team GB... Team G... Oh, I've lost the plot. Team GB Sprinter. Don't try and say it all as one word. Adam Jamili. Good afternoon, Adam. How you doing, guys? <laughs> good, thank you. Yeah, we got there in the end. So 12, yeah. 12.5 million people have had a, a, a light bulb savings moment. So obviously, they, they can't spend it on anything, Adam. I suppose that, that's what it's all about. Well, yeah. I think I think Nationwide has just done a bit of... Re- has done, well, done some fantastic research. And actually, you're just seeing how many people with the pandemic and everything that's going on, if you're able to save anything how important that is because like you said people there's a lot of people that aren't working or making the same sort of income um for me it's been so important that we didn't have an olympics last year i was able to save and and actually invest in a little home gym which meant i can kept i could keep training during this whole lockdown situation and uh yeah it's just so important and yeah. i think yeah that starts with the young young generation leading the way and yeah the statistics that they came out with like i think people have saved over a grand uh, since march since the first lockdown um, which is just yeah ridiculous. So uh, no, it's 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 awesome. Uh, you mentioned you've got your home gym there. I saw um, uh, uh, you know one one eight eight hundred meter runner who's having to train on the top of a multi story car park by the uh, you yeah. know by the Olympic Park. So mm. you you've got you're all set up in your house, are you? I mean, presumably you've got to spend some time sprinting somewhere, Adam, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it, especially during the first lockdown last year, it was by any means necessary. You're just running on a there was literally no tracks open. There was no, right now, I think there are tracks open. You can go and train. Um, 
as as a as a sports person but that's literally it you go to the track you do your training come home um but yeah before yeah i was on the people were sprinting on the road i was sprinting on i was running in the park i was running uh literally up and down my driveway i was doing just doing what you can to find a way to make it work but yeah like i said because I, I was i've been pretty smart, smart and invested in into a gym with my with my money i was very fortunate to do that and uh yeah it d- does mean that i was able to to keep training throughout lockdown and uh stay in shape and not get fat because for me oh if i where the day i stopped doing sport is the day i put on a quite a few kilos yeah, is, 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 you're not are you not naturally sort of light and skinny Adam? you say there's sort of a, a fat no. man itching to get out of you yeah i think so i'm genetically not meant to be <laughs> not meant to be lean and skinny for sure so uh yeah my metabolism i need to find it somewhere for sure but I've, it, it means i can run fast how i can so uh there's no complaints from me are you one of those athletes, Adam, that thinks this extra year might have done you a favour? Would you were you feeling so good in 2020? Would you have liked the Olympics then? I was ready for it last year, being honest with you. I think I had to make my peace with having having to, to not have that opportunity to compete. And and yeah, it's been so long since Rio. It feels like a lifetime ago. Um, but no, I'm ready now. I think every athlete, when they mentally sort of that was probably the hardest thing, mentally coming to terms with not having the Olympic Games and now that we sort of know it's it's going to be happening mentally focus set your goals and and really um yeah get on it and ready to to go and represent team gb like we're not there to fill lanes we're not there to just be like make the, make the americans and jamaicans especially the sprints look good we're there to win medals and and, and challenge the best so uh no i can't wait for the challenge really how much kind of um, contact are you having with the sort of hierarchy of Team GB at the moment? Because there are still concerns about the Olympics and how it's going to work, whether it'll be in front of crowds, whether they go ahead at all. I mean, some people are Being suggesting honest with that. you, a lot of contact. They've been great. The BOA yeah. have been excellent um, actually in communicating with the athletes. We had a massive uh, Team GB meeting, basically, so everyone on the long list gets, <laughs> gets invited to a call and they basically just said the Japanese... Right now, it's unless something crazy happens, it's definitely happening. So get ready for it. Um, obviously, it's not going to be the same sort of Olympics uh, that we're used to. There's not going to be the same amount of crowd. It's probably only going to be in-house, the so Japanese supporters, but that's okay. Uh, as long as I can step on the track and compete, um, then then there's no issues for me. Um, uh, yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it is going to be different. And, and you know, you, you hear lots of stories about the sort of wild party side of the Olympic village you know as soon as your event is finished you're like yeah. here we go you know sort of the it's like the summer of well, no, love no. it's like Woodstock isn't it but it's not going to be like that this time does that make it any different or, or do you think athletes are so sing- you know they're so single-minded and so focused it's that's just part of the deal and you just get in do your event and then go home yeah I think honestly uh, for me maybe as a as a young athlete when you first go to an Olympics when I went to London I was 18 years old in 2012 you're just like wow what is happening about like athletes i think are so strict throughout the whole sort of four-year period then mm. when they finish competing definitely some of them lose their head some of the stories which i'm not going to say on radio right now but uh there 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 were some definitely some crazy things that I, I did witness um but now i'm a bit older it's more just about the performance for me and yeah i know in in tokyo uh yeah you, you're not going to have that time to stay in the mm. village i think once you finish competing it's straight off out and straight off home so uh it will be a different experience, but for me, I, that's what I focus on. It's it's my performance and, and winning and bringing back a medal uh, for the team. Beyond the running, you've been keeping your profile up. Here we are talking about the work you've been doing nationwide. You were on uh, Question of Sport recently. We've got a little moment from it here. This is uh, Sue Barker, of course, on the BBC with the question. Other than GB, name the five European countries to win a track medal at the Rio Olympics. 
I don't know, I'm just thinking France probably, I'm trying to think who won the main. The Metro. Did he not get bronze? He I was in the race. <laughs> <laughs> France, what am I doing? I was in the race. I'm sorry to bring back that painful oh. memory for you, but yeah. in the race. <laughs> They just run you out of a no. medal, but you, you blocked it out. Clearly, it was too painful to, Honestly, to bring yeah, up again. I can't believe I, for, I forgot that. Uh, yeah, I must have blanked it out so much in my memory uh, that, uh, yeah, I forgot the guy that freaking beat me to the medal by three <laughs> thousandths of a second. Uh, he's the, yeah, he was the answer to the question. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was quite funny. Yeah. Do you, um, I think the first time we ever spoke to you, Adam, was when you were playing non-league football and you're on that sort of cusp of becoming a full-time athlete and you were just about to do yeah. it. Um, and I mean, you were at Chelsea ago. for a long time. Are Chelsea your are your Premier League team? I played at Chelsea for. I was really lucky to be at the club for as a as a as a youngster. I spent eight good years at the club. They developed me. Um, but no, I'm a Liverpool fan. Ah. So uh, my dad my dad was a Liverpool fan. And I was brought up a Liverpool fan, as you can tell, obviously by the accent. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I I was always on the cusp. But uh, I'd always dabbled in athletics, and then yeah, now. I really made that change in 2012 full time to start training. And, and yeah, it's just been, <laughs> I just picked it up really quickly and got really fortunate to, to make that Olympic team in London. And it's hard to go back to football, but I'd always plan to, if, if, if athletics didn't work out that year, I was always like, right, we can find another club and, and build back up again. But, yeah, luckily for me, I, I was able to run fast. And uh, well, I imagine you like a sort of Carl Walker, like fullback. I mean, where, what was your position? Yeah, I was a fullback. Honestly, oh. I was, and mm. it was people used to joke. They used to, I used to clip it line and run it on myself, and then get back and defend. And I was always the last man. And I know a lot of people like in my old club. If speaking to them, they're always like, "Oh yeah, maybe you're a too quick for football." I think <laughs> at the club. I, I went on loan to to Thurrock, and I think they used to joke with me and say, "Oh, we have to lock the gate, otherwise you're going to run all the way onto the M25." <laughs> like it was. <laughs> didn't they say Usain Bolt? A... Usain Bolt tried out in Australia, and they said he yeah. had a, a first touch like a trampoline, didn't he? Were you slightly uh, better yeah, than that? I've, Adam? Got a, I've got a better touch. Okay. Than, I'm, I know for sure I've got a better first touch than Usain for sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he always dreamed. That's the first thing he said to me when I was uh, coming into the sport. He went, "What are you doing? I want to be a footballer. Why are you here? Go play football. <laughs> Go live the dream." So. uh no, but he, uh, yeah, he loves football. And for me, yeah, something I've always loved as well. So, so if I said, look, I'm offering you Olympic gold or you'd be in that, champ- you know, Champions League winner's medal for Liverpool, oh, wow. which would Don't you do take? Don't I, do that I, to I, me. I just have, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't mean it to be such a pressure question. <laughs> I think question. right now, definitely, I've, for the amount of sacrifice I've made, I think Olympic gold would be, would be, I'd take that. I'm yeah. Sure. That's well, Excellent. Well, we yeah. wish you well. Good luck with the training Cheers, and good luck in, in Tokyo. Cheers, good mate. to talk to you, Adam. Thanks Thank very much. You. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. It's birthday <laughs> spread time. Ten birthdays set by Andy Jacobs. A gag attached to each. Jeff Peters will keep score. You can play along at home. The winner will be the one with the lowest margin of error once we've tried to guess the ten birthdays of the people. Famous, infamous, not particularly well known um, that Andy's going to bring us. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon, and, uh, Andy. Good afternoon. I've been watching the IPL auction. I can't believe I've gone unsold. Yeah, I know. I, well, you're still, you've still got a chance. I'm sure you, yeah, get you, you take the, the pace off the ball. Your little dibbly dubblers do quite sec- well over in the there. second round. Uh, Jeff Peters is our official scorer. Hi, Jeff. Ah, oh, yes. Good. Uh, good afternoon <laughs> from the uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> birthday spread nerve centre. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you, if, uh, will you be broadcasting so from the nerve centre later? For uh, are you going to be keeping us updated with Slavia Prague Leicester? I'd like to hear that hubbub in the background. <laughs> I'll, I'll be moving to a different studio. Oh, for okay. That. Of course. Fair enough. Uh, Matt right. says I'm slightly disappointed. Max didn't receive a one-match ban. I did. I, I had a Tuesday ban. I didn't do the show because of the birthday spread after last week's debacle. <laughs> At least we get the joy of him crying out in angst when Paul utters the words, "I think he's a bit older than that." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. Here we go then. Play along at home. Lady Agnes Doyley and it's oh God, here we go. Right. Guess these people's birthdays and see if you can beat us. Here we go. Andy, take it away. Pele. Here okay, it is. first birthday. Lady Agnes Doyley. <laughs> it is in fact John McEnroe. Oh wow. John McEnroe, the, the tennis player, not the plumber, of course. And uh, John asked me about getting a job on American satellite radio. I said to him, You cannot be serious. Oh, that's nice. Oh, very good, good start. Very good. solid serious. start through the covers. No, oh, and sound effects as well. <laughs> Be serious. Yeah. Okay. Um, Perhaps you should have waited till Max's guess for that. Max, one. do you want to go first? Loser goes first. Sure, sure. Uh, Sixty-eight. I would have thought he was a tiny bit younger than that, but not much. Oh, so, no, I don't, not that much. He's not twenty-two, is he? Come don't on. panic. 60, 63, Andy. What is he? He's sixty-two. Oh, oh no, right. guys! Just come on. We go again next week. <laughs> he's, he's a broken man already. <laughs> Keep the faith. You sound like a Tottenham fan. Too early. It's too early. Me and Chelsea. That yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's the score, Jeff? So Paul is one out. Max is six out. So it's one play six. Okay. Come on then, here we okay. go. Okay, very happy birthday to the songwriter, actor, and musician John Tams. John wow. Tams. And his family uh, used to come to our local pool when I was giving swimming lessons. They were always late. And I'd ask uh, my colleague where they were, and he said, The Tams, they are a changing. <laughs> God. <laughs> they are a changing. That's too much production now. <laughs> <I'm gonna be laughs> I mean, this is a toughie because John Tams could be anything from. 25 to about 103, oh, couldn't This could it? be mind games this, here, Paul. I no, bet you I'm, know I'm Bob on. I, you know who he is. You're barbecues I'm, with John Tams, don't you? I haven't got a clue John Tams is. <laughs> I'm going to just play safe and go um, 63. What do, you, what do you, I say play safe? What do you think? Uh, this is, I mean... This is a big moment for you. You could go huge, 24, you could go 96 and effectively moment. win the game at this point. <laughs> and just play it around at the back for the next five minutes. 69. <laughs> okay, you bottled it. Oh. Not, bad, not really. Uh, 72. Oh, okay. But you, okay, fair enough. Maybe yeah, you made bottled the right it. call. Well, you could, I just I, thought of the name. I worked okay, it out. Okay, fair enough. All right, then what's the score? <laughs> so Paul it's is getting, nine out. It's getting... <laughs> <laughs> Max is three out. Paul is on ten. Max is on nine. Oh, Game on. Okay, uh, it's kind of worked for you. Here we go. It's very, then. very edgy. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to Ice-T, the rapper. Oh, uh, yeah. Better known as Tracy Marrow. That's his real name, Tracy Marrow. And uh, when Tracy dies, it's amazing this, he's arranged for his body to go to a taxi Dermist. I'm really looking forward to seeing a stuffed marrow. Keep it light. <laughs> 52. Yeah, well, he's, he's not be... really going to do that. Is no, he? he's not going to do that. I'd say he's in that envelope. He's probably yeah. about 54. He's 63. Oh, wow. Ooh. Blimey. What about That's that? Quite close. He's wearing well, isn't he? He is wearing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's that down to the scores? Uh, so, Max, did you say 52? Yes. yes. yes so you are 11 out. That mm. takes you to 20. Paul said 54. He's 9 out. That takes him to 19. There's... Uh, there <laughs> we go, Jeff. You've got, you got one job. Choosing socks off. So... What is it? I'm worried about that commentary later. 
It's pretty close. Carry on. It's next. Pre- keep, on going. Going. keep going. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. I think, there's, I think I'm winning by one. I think you are. Well, yeah, yeah, it's 1920. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 1920. All right, here we okay. go. Uh, it's a happy birthday to The Weeknd, the singer-songwriter, The oh, Weeknd. Yeah, the Weeknd. And he hasn't had his hair done since the first lockdown, so it's a gift. I've arranged for a barber to go around and cut his hair in the garden. It really felt good to get something for The Weeknd. Oh, very good. <laughs> there we are. There we are. The Weeknd. Uh, what is he? He can only be about sort of... Was he late thirties, mid or oh, thirty nine? The weekend. What are you going for, Max? I, I didn't know the weekend was just one person. So there we are. <laughs> um, I think the weekend is uh, thirty seven. Yeah, you, put, you, you could be right, Max. This is exciting. He's thirty one. Oh, is he really? Sorry, weekend. Sorry, week, sorry, I, Jeff. I, I obviously added a couple of weekdays in there as well. <laughs> so that's not good, is it? Okay, so what's the score? What, sorry, what did you say, Paul? I missed. I'm one ahead now. I, I said 37, didn't I? Yeah, and I no, said. Max said 37. Oh, okay. you said 39. I said 39. 37. Okay, go on. Okay, then. so it's 27 to Paul, yeah. 26 to Max. You're the scorer, Jeff. <laughs> I'm getting confused because I'm. <laughs> anyway, carry on. What are you trying to, what are you trying to do? <laughs> he's trying to fire all these sound effects off. He's made too big a production of it, and he's forgot the reason why he's here. Is that desperate? We can make Jeff head of sound effects. We can get a new score we'll in for next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's what we need, another voice <laughs> yeah. on this. Yeah, it's not messy enough as it is. Okay, keep going. Keep going, Andy. Quick. Jane, a very happy birthday to the actress Jane, or actor Jane Seymour. Jane, yeah. Oh, no. And uh, she's just opened a shop selling skimpy see-through underwear with Nicky Butt. Oh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, okay, okay yeah. Right. Like, um, yeah. Jane, Jane Seymour, the actress. What are you going to go with? Beautiful. I mean, I just... I, I, I mean... I don't know the answer. Go on, Max. Go on, Max. Go for it, mate. 86. I think she's a bit younger than that. She's a bit younger than that. I know, Jane. If you're listening. Oh, dear. Jane Jane. Jane was in a a Bond film, uh, Live and Let Die, and she she was also... Yes, she was. She's probably probably younger than that. And she was um, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. She's probably about 95. No, she's not. She's probably late late 60s, though. She's got to be about, what, 69, Andy? What is she? Oh, very good, Paul. She's 70. 70, Okay. So what's it down to the Seymour? Down to the scores. So Paul is one out. Max is 16 out, so it's uh, Paul 28, Max 42. And, uh, okay, uh, how many is that? Five or six? So it's five. Five, okay, keep five. going, Andy, quick. Uh, the moves halfway are through. Okay, oh, well, <laughs> I'll take my time then. It's, uh, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> it's Matt Groening, the, uh, oh, yeah. of course, famous developer of The Simpsons, Matt yeah. Groening. He's developing a new cartoon series based on the family of the former Spurs Newcastle and Orient player, Paul Stimson, but he's not sure what to call it. Oh, I see, yeah, very good. See what I mean? That's why he can't keep score. That's what's going wrong. That and the Slavia Prague bench. He's been researching. Uh, I'd say. I'm not sure that joke was worth any sound effects, to be honest. No, okay, I? I'd say. Oh, he's getting nasty now. He's just, he's oh, he thinks the game's gone. There's nothing in it. Take a start picking on me. <laughs> um, Matt Groening is 60. 60. Clickety click 66. Andy, what do you think? I think 63. 67. Oh, okay. What's that down to the scores, Andy? Uh, nothing good. Jeff, isn't it? Well, it's Paul 29, Max 46. Okay, still, there's keep still going. time. Come on, heads on. Nothing Happy birthday to uh, the great comedy actor Ian Lavender. Oh, tremendous. Ian Lavender. And we went fishing together, actually. He had the oddest tactics for this particular specimen. He tried to insert the hook into the rear of the fish. I'd say to him, they don't like it up and pike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Very good. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm going to let Jeff stop the sound effects so he can listen to the score. The production values, though. Jim Steinman's on the controls. 72. 72, 72 Ian Lavender. Lavender. Oh, I think he's yeah, a bit older than that. No, I don't think he is a lot older than that. 74. I'm going 74. <laughs> this is close. He's 75. Oh, oh okay. I mean, you're playing brilliantly. I've got to say that. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I could still lose. There's nothing in this game. What, what is it, uh, uh, Paul, you are one out for the fourth time in this game. Okay. Uh, Max is three out, and there's 19 between you. It's 30 plays 49. Okay, here we Jeremy go. says, why okay. do I bother rooting for you, Matt? 86, why do I bother rooting for you? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, Andy. I, Kevin. I thought McEnroe okay. was going to be a low for you, Max, and then Seymour came up. <laughs> anyway, the, yeah, the fight, yes. anyway, it's Dame Angela Eagle. Dame Angela Eagle. It's her birthday today, and mm. I arranged for her to go water skiing on the river near on a river near Edinburgh. Yeah, I had an eagle on the fourth. Oh yeah, hey, <laughs> nice. Very very good. Good. Oh, an eagle pilot. Okay. Uh, Angela Eagle, um, 63, I'm going to go. What do you think? I don't know who it is. Um... <laughs> don't give up. Uh, no, I'm not giving up. No, 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 no. This could, no, 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 could be a great moment. Be, yeah. I think go Angela bold. Eagle is 67. 60. Oh, okay. With every score edging away. Chipping away. I look like Messi, (laughs) forlorn. (laughs) I shouldn't compare myself to Messi in the birthday spread, really, should I? What's the score? Paul is three out, Max is seven out. Mm. Paul moves on to 33, Max 56. 56. Still time. You need a humdinger. I'm told that Andy's told me that the 10th birthday will be someone we won't know, apparently. So it could be a a great leveller. Okay. Okay. Um, Maria Eagle and. Uh, yeah, a lot Maria of eagles. Eagle. It's Chris Eagle's birthday know, as well, yeah. is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And she and uh, Dame Angela got together with me and my uh, cousin for a date where everything went wrong. As I said to the Eagles, it was just one of those nights. <laughs> there we are. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> one for every, one for every birthday. Is, is there any information yeah, on Maria Yeah, what does she Eagle? do, Maria Eagle? Do we know anything about Maria Eagle? She's an MP. She's a Labour MP, okay. Maria Eagle. <clears throat> she is... Is it you first, yeah? I think so. You yeah. go on, then. Maria Eagle is 48. That's pretty good going. 52. Now, funnily enough, she's the sister, I didn't realise this until I did it, of Angela Eagle, so she's 60. Oh, it's my twin sister. Oh, great. <laughs> That's great. That would have helped. <laughs> would have helped. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, never mind. So Max is 12 out. Yeah. Uh, Paul, what did you say? What was your score? What was oh, your... I can't remember. Better did, than me. What did I say? Better than me. Um, I, I, said, I, I was Paul. two. I was two different I was two different to Max, wasn't I? Is that, does yeah. that ring a bell? Yeah. I think yeah. you said 46, did you? <laughs> I mean, Jeff, what are you in? Yeah, I mean, Jeff, I, I, mean, I know it's great to have the sound effects and all that, but if it actually throws you off, I think I was too different from Max. I can't remember what I said now. It doesn't. Okay. It's two apart. 46, so you're 14 out. Max Listen is tell us if uh, 12 out, so yeah. 47 plays 68. Is this the last one, Andy? Yes, it is. Go on, here we go. It, okay, it's a very happy birthday. The Chief Pharmaceutical Officer of NHS Improvement, <laughs> Keith Ridge. Keith Ridge and Keith's party trick uh, it's great actually he was to hover above a contaminated pun- pond rather not yeah. pond pond with f- without falling in yes it was Ridge over troubled water <laughs> of course it was <laughs> how many how many away am I Jeff please uh, there is 21 between <laughs> 21. 21. Well, okay. he could be anything. I, he could be any. I haven't got a He's clue. to be 14 he isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's Doogie Howser. A great, a great uh, yeah. I'm going to go 61 what are you going to do? I so it gives you sort of 39 pre- or 80-something. Sort of games, gamesmanship. No, it's not. It's me, not. It? You could, it could be 80. It could be long retired. <laughs> it could be a boy genius. 82. 
He's 59. Ah, <laughs> 59. It's all over. Great performance. What was the final score? I know. Uh, well, Paul is two out. Max <laughs> is 23 out. Yeah. Uh, so Paul on 49. Max on 91. That's it's right. seven wins in a wow. row. That's was just a very solid batting performance. Yeah, Nothing special. The odd boundary. Well. But just generally playing within myself. <laughs> Jane Seymour let me down. She's let me down before. She'll let me down again. It was again. a workout. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you, Jeff. We'll hear from you later. Slavia, Prague, Leicester. Regular update. <laughs> I hope you follow the score better in that game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing sound effects during that game. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks, Andy. Uh, cheers, Jeff. Andy, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Yeah, see you tomorrow. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. So there we are. That was this afternoon show. Max, you're back with me on Tuesday, aren't back you? Back Tuesday. Birthday spread next Thursday. We go again. We go again. And uh, But you're back Saturday and Sunday, of course, as well. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, Andy's back with me tomorrow. If you can listen, great from one. If not, podcasts will be available at around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. 